And welcome to episode number 114 of the Average Man Podcast, Prisoner of Society. Why do you think I chose that song today? <laughs> hands up, hands up. Who thinks they know why? Uh, it is, what day is it? Saturday the 22nd of January. We're about two weeks out from Mark McGowan opening the borders. Oh, oh no, we're not. No, he's a lying dog. He's not doing it. Oh, I forgot about that. Who didn't see that one coming? Who didn't bloody see that one coming? Quick recap of the situation because I want to get it off my chest, but I promise to the to the um, week-by-week listeners I'm not going to rattle on about COVID this week. Uh, it's We're all sick to death of it, and I've been known to go off on a tangent and have a bit of a rant as of late. So quickly cover this one over because I can't not say anything. But... um. The guy's a the guy's the guy's a wanker. He's told us many many things now, multiple things I should say. Um, targets to hit, dates to work towards, um, you know, numbers that we need to achieve, and and they never end up panning out with this guy because there's something that comes out of left field, as there is always going to be, that he uses as an excuse to keep this place locked down. We are prisoners in WA, mate, prisoners in our own society. Um, this wanker's got us all locked down here, and I feel like this last kick in the balls may have woke another bunch, of, another wave of people up. I feel like the last lie about um, 80 to 90% vaccinations, second vaccinations, and then you'd be able to travel freely and open things up and stop quarantining, that lie, that one stung a lot of us and woke us up. Um, talking about vaccinating kids under 11 years old, working other you know, a lot of people up. Uh, the fact that all these people, 90% of the country are vaccinated and then they're getting this wave of Omicron just sweep through anyway, that's woken a lot of people up. And then now for, for WA people in particular, this last little kick in the nuts, um, our, you know, the Feb 5th date we were working towards um, and everyone's done everything right, everything that this prick's asked uh, or demanded, mandated, should I say, we've done it all and still uh, no bueno, not opening the borders, uh, indefinitely closed basically. So that's going to wake another wave of people up. Uh, it's pretty shit house. I think though the good thing coming out of this is that um, obviously – the monopoly that social media, mainstream media, you know, uh, the governments tied in with these pharmaceutical companies, like the the the, the monopoly they have on the information and the, <clears throat> the 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 news that gets out there, is becoming so obvious to people. It was a conspiracy theory a little while ago when you talk about that stuff. Now there's there's legitimate people who are who are, who are really tying that all together for us. People know now that that's the case. Um, that's so that's something that's where the the, the kind of the curtain's been. Um, peeled back a little bit there when we see the wizard behind the curtain um, and what's going on. What's going on? So that's a good thing, and I think that um, yeah, people are going to trust that system less and move to, more towards getting their own information, independent media and independent sources, in, and podcasting and and the, that sort of subculture is going to build and, and be strength strengthened from this moving forward. So that's a positive, but the situation at large is shit house, and you know, obviously pretty rough. What's going going on over east? Um, just to sort of recap my opinion on that, yeah, we know a lot of people, shit loads of people getting the virus and obviously a lot of hospitalizations and, and, and even a, a wave of deaths because of the, the sheer number of people who are catching the damn thing. But this this is hap- going to happen 
Anyway, it's happening across the entire world. We've had the vaccinations. We've done the things we can do. It just comes to a point in time where we've got to open it up, man. Um, he said a few things the other day at this little press conference. It would have been nice to have had some really sharp, hard-nosed journalists actually who actually did their job there to ask some of the proper questions because they, they threw a couple of sort of you know, hard balls at him, but they were easily dodged. Um, no one really had the, the no one really sort of stuck it to him and asked him the, the, the right questions. But he said a few things to trying to um, uh, kind of justify the, the whole indefinitely keeping the borders closed. One of them was that uh, all the people are dying, all these people in hospital, we don't have enough hospital, hospital beds, our, our system's going to be overrun. To which the answer to that one would be you've had two years to do something, put something in place for a, for a spike in hospital cases, um, some sort of, you know, there's not been one extra bed, you know, open in WA over the last two years. You've been throwing money at all sorts of different things to do with this pandemic and that has not happened whatsoever. Two years is a decent amount of time to get something up and running, even if it's just temporary like COVID shelters where you've got big hangars set up with um, first aid training and paramedics and, and you know, like people who have been trained specifically how to look after people with COVID symptoms and shit like that. Um, something that can re- alleviate pressure off the hospital system, nothing, nothing set up. So that's on you, Mr. McGowan. And the other big big uh, one would be, oh, we can't just open the border and let all these people, just thousands of people flood over with COVID and just, you know, absolutely go through us like bushfire. Well, yeah, you'd still test people, wouldn't you, mate? Give them a rat test before they come over and you're only going to accept people who are, who are testing negative. Obviously, there'll be a few that slip through who, who who test positive a few days later or whatever. But the percentage of negatives coming through would be greater than the than the those of the positive cases. So you wouldn't be having ten thousand positive cases come over the border. So you you fudged that that uh, detail a little bit there to make yourself sound better. But it does feel like we're all waking up from this mass formation sort of situation we've been in, man. I'm not going to go too far into it. Do your own research. Look at your own podcast. Listen to people who know more about that shit than me because I'm just an average man. Had to mention it. We'll move on. Let's get bloody going. I am, we are deep in the middle of a headland summer up here. Um, We've had a, yeah, reasonably hot summer. We had a massive heat wave that rolled through last week. Um, super hot. We had some 45, 46, 47 degree days, super humid. Um, and then on the weekend, last Saturday, we had this this crazy um, storm that just came out of nowhere and just, just sort of come through and smashed us. It was bloody hectic, man. And no one, well, none of the normal people, we, we just didn't know it was coming. Uh, in retrospect, the, the Pilbara weather guy sort of predicted that. But the, the, your normal um, weather apps and shit didn't have a clue that that was coming. So it was about 7 o'clock on Saturday night last week and this, this massive dust cloud started rolling over from, from inland um, and it was a big dust ball. As it got close, it came really quickly. As it got co- close, the wind started whipping up around it as well and then within a matter of minutes, there was this huge dust storm over the whole of Headland and just winds going crazy and you had to you know, run for cover because you're getting lashed with, with sand. Um, so we ran into undercover and grabbed the animals in and a few bits and pieces and then you know that lasted for maybe five or ten minutes. Oh, the dust storm probably lasted ten minutes. I'd say, and then massive, massive thunderstorm and shitload of rain came right behind it. Super strong winds. I'm not sure how fast those winds ended up getting to, but uh, it was 
near on cyclonic winds, it was just much shorter period of time. Obviously, the cyclones go like mental like that for about 12 hours. This thing passed over in about an hour, hour and a half. But huge storm, man. And um, we were not ready for it. I had shit out in the yard from the garage sale I had the weekend before, like residual things I hadn't finished selling yet um, through Facebook or whatever. Um, And that shit was getting strewn around the yard. I had to like move the car under the carport properly because we had – I got like five or six shade sails up in my yard and they were going mental. They were just going mental. Obviously, when there's a cyclone coming, you're supposed to take those down. Uh, sometimes you wing it and risk them, but the way I've got a couple of these set, set up, I've got one that's got a six-meter-long chain going to a tree in my front yard, and that thing was going mental, man. It was whipping up and down like three or four meters of movement in the chain. Wow, probably... Yeah, maybe three metres of movement in the chain. That's not exaggerating. Whipping up and down, whack, whack. And I just imagined it giving way at the tree end and being attached to the shade sail still and just whipping around my yard like a steel cattail, just fucking wreaking havoc. So I moved the car forward to get away from it. Uh, one of my other shade sails ripped off and that was flapping around in the backyard. Had to just leave that to its own devices until the next day. Big one out the back managed to mostly survive. It did have a big slump in it the day after because it pulled one of the posts sort of forward with it. And um, the main bit of damage was I got these trees out outside the perimeter of the front yard or all around the, the property actually in my corner block here. And they've got like, it's like a 400 mil long by 100 mil diameter. It's like a fruit, but it kind of looks like a big nut that hangs out of these trees and they were whipping around like crazy by the time I'd moved some of my shit that was blowing around the yard into cover and then moved the ranger under cover as well I looked over at the work ute my brand new 2021 Hilux work ute um, that was out that's out the front it's a company car and I was like shit I need to get that moved under cover as well got the chain going crazy got the nuts flicking around in the tree ran out jumped in the car couldn't see a damn thing moved it over across to my neighbor's yard he's got a nice safe undercover front yard there just thought i'll just text him and let him know that you know i've parked my car in his yard um came back across the road i was full-blown drenched um and then uh oh yeah then ran out the back and had to help the missus get all the clothes off the line because the clothesline was she'd spent all day doing the washing (laughs) And like all the bed sheets, everything were on there, and a week's worth of clothing, and it was all just smashed and had to be washed again. Shit got ripped and ruined, and it was pretty crazy. And then yeah, it was sort of blew over, and it was all good. Next day, I went over the yard, over the road to get my ute, and there's a massive big dent in the bonnet. One of those nuts had come out of the tree and just fallen smack bang on the bonnet, put a big ding in it. So. I've already had to put an insurance claim in on my new company work vehicle, which is awesome but that was pretty mental man and um looking at the pilbara weather guys page as i mentioned after the fact um he he'd predicted that and he also predicts some possible other major weather systems coming through this year because apparently we have just come into uh, a new cycle of the sun so the sun's just come out of some slumber period called the maunder minimum period and the last time it had come out of this period was like 200 years ago so there was not the weather recording equipment around then no one alive today uh, was alive then to witness the those adverse weather events but there's you know written records of them and apparently it's 
uh, it was a pretty mental time. So we could see some crazy shit going on over the next few months after this, you know, according to the Pilbara weather guy. Um, be interesting to see what what goes on with that. Obviously, you had the, we had a little storm, um, but then there was a, a that volcano that erupted in the middle of the Pacific Ocean as well, um, which was pretty mental. I don't know if that's got anything to do with that or if that's a separate event, but yeah, we could see some crazy shit happening this year, which is scary and exciting at the same time. Um, but yeah, man, we are deep, deep in a headland summer and it cooled off after that rain and then just starting to heat back up again now. Um, but you know, that's, that's headland, headland doing headland things. So, um, yeah, man, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's cause we've had a couple of breaks from it this year when I got back from Perth after the Christmas break, it was quite a nice week as well. Like, so it's not been that just full blown disgusting humid heat every single day for four months straight so it hasn't been too bad of a summer so far but definitely looking forward to that um that that camping period up here mate sort of april may may really may june july august september when things really cool off and we get that beautiful weather beautiful nights get the fire pit going get out camping uh i've got my ute going down next uh, in the next week No, start of the week after So I got my ute going down The, the last day of, of January on the truck uh, To go down and get this canopy fit On the new, on the Ranger the, To get this new Norweld canopy fit And the, the the battery system set up in there 200 um, amp hour lithium battery system Set up in there um, Yeah, The guys fitting the canopy Are going to cut the, the window in for me dog um, for the dog box as well And get the GVM upgrade So it's just going to be And then while I'm down there My my, my upright Bushman's fridge is ready to go 100, 130 litre Bushman's fridge And I've got the 270 degree uh, Bush company awning With no like the, the, the It's got no poles So freestanding awning That'll be there End of this month as well To set up onto the side of the U So I'm going to be driving this thing back Mid-February as a bloody weapon mate and i'm looking forward to to uh getting a, a few trips planned for this year for sure i think we're going to book something i need to do it this weekend going to book something uh down Exmouth for the for the um april school holidays if there's anything left buddy i probably need to really get onto that but yeah i'm gonna I'm gonna try and get out a bunch of times this year and give that that you to work out I'm uh, still holding off on the whole caravan thing at the moment. Those prices aren't really coming down that fast at, as of yet. I'm, I'm still holding out hope that when we actually start traveling, uh, Australians start traveling, people start going overseas again, that um, my theory is all those caravans that were bought in the last two-year period, there was shitloads made, brand-new ones made, a lot of people bought caravans, second-hand vans, whatnot, and a lot of those people have done that traveling now around Australia, around the States, whatever, because... They couldn't do anything else. So my opinion is, my theory is that come middle of the year, July, August, September, that there should be a shitload of cheap caravans back out there. Like the market blew up majorly when COVID hit um, by about 20 or 30 grand. Um, and I reckon it'll come right down and maybe even down lower than it was before because I, I think there's going to be um, a surplus of vans on the market. So we'll see how that bloody goes and, and definitely get the... Getting keen to get a van set up this year as well. We've got the old, we've got the old 78 Franklin van here that I do the podcast out of, and that's good to go to a, a, a caravan park with, with power and shit like that, but it's not, it's not the um, off-road, fully off-grid, um, serviceable rig that I'm, I'm looking to get set up this year. So we'll see how that all pans out as well. Yeah, I am currently sitting at home by myself, a rare occasion where, it's, well, it's me and the dogs, 
and the cats, I suppose. They're around somewhere. But I'm home by myself. The family is out at uh, the Matt Dan Theatre watching Clifford. My daughter's been talking about Clifford since she saw the ad for it at Christmas time down in Perth at the movies. And they're playing at the Matt Dan Theatre today. So mum's taking the kids with some friends and another mum to go watch that and eat junk food and shit, which is cool. So it's given me a chance to, to do my podcast and a bit of study for my um, – the ne- I'm starting the, the next assessment for my um, building diploma – so it's pretty cool. Got a bit of time to myself. Um, get this sort of stuff happening. I did a bunch of work out in the yard this morning. Came in completely saturated with sweat. Fixed the the last of the shade sails and did some more um, yeah cleaning up of shit from around the yard that, that got trashed last week last weekend. And yeah, inside to chill out and do a bit of uh, podcasting and assessments now this afternoon. So I do have quite a big year this this year as far as shit that I've got to do on my radar um which is hence the reason i'm doing dry january this year so i've never done the full month of the piss before which is what well, since i was like whatever 18 which is pretty pathetic when you think about it but um i did tr- last year i did try it might have been the year before i might have tried to do one a month last year i think it was the year before i tried to do a month in 2020 and then we had like a Social club work trip in the middle of it, so I drank over that one weekend and then got back off it. So I really did two two week blocks, which is piss week, really. Oh, animals fighting next to me. So um, I just I'm doing the full month this time around. First of January, I drank heaps of piss all through December and on the Christmas break, and ate didn't eat too much shitty food this time around. But you do still eat too much. You do you do still eat, yeah shittier food than you normally would but I was pretty good with the food but drank a lot of piss uh, came back feeling like I needed a break ready for a change and as I said I got a bunch of stuff on the to-do list this year and it's not really optional pie in the sky stuff it's shit that I really need to get done to hit some goals and to get you know for us to get moving in the direction we need to go we want to go this year so I was like well I need a help I need a bit of help with that um focus and motivation and feeling better and readjusting getting rid of some bad habits and um yeah just getting yourself out of those ruts that you fall into your routine ruts you fall into after a period of time so the the month off the piss has been really good for that um it gets a little boring on the weekends if i'm honest in the evenings like in the afternoons because it's summer up here there's not a lot to do the beach isn't even really nice this time of year it's windy and shitty and the water's hot not going out camping or anything. Um, not going to go around barbecues and catch up with people because I'm sort of I'm off the piss, so I'm staying away from those social events. So it gets a little bit boring in the afternoons on the weekend. But but outside of that, I've been keeping myself pretty busy with projects and doing work around the yard and the house and, and you know um, podcasting and stuff like that. So just keeping myself busy. And I'm actually kind of enjoying it, man. I'm not missing the beers too much. What I what I am really looking forward to uh, at the end of the month is uh, a nice ice cold glass of Casamigas Anejo Tequila. I'm really craving that, man. So I'm hoping coming out of this month off, I don't need to drink beer every day. Uh, I'm not going to put any rules on myself because the idea was don't drink for this month and then you just you know you're allowed to do what you you want to do in February but I'd like to think that I've I've sort of reformed some new habits 
uh, as far as my afternoon rituals, getting home from work and stuff, and that I don't need to have a beer every day when I get home or a glass of wine with dinner or whatever, and, and maybe just have a couple of beers on the weekend and uh, and a tequila when I want a, an extra kick. Because I was starting to drink like – I've never had – like I had a problem with the piss. I'm not a big drinker where I'm getting drunk. Like, you know, uh, even on the weekends I don't really get drunk. It's just that I drink enough to slow me down in the mornings – um, and also I feel like I get lazy when I'm drinking, so I'm not playing with the kids and, you know, like doing shit with them, going for it, let's go for a bike ride at four o'clock in the afternoon if I've already had two beers or something. Uh, so it kind of slows me down there, slows me down the next morning when I want to get up and get, you know, shit going, shit started, things on my on my list for the day. Um, shitload of extra calories, sugar and stuff, and then I was really drinking too many different things. So I'd like have a couple of beers, get bored, maybe have a wine, or I'll be over that. This is like sort of on a weekend. I'll be over that. Maybe I'll have a a whiskey or a whiskey mixer or a rum and ginger beer or a tequila or you know. And it was like all these different spirits get stocked in the fridge and then mixes for them, and then you know it was just starting to get out of hand so I'd like to just think that I can tighten that all up have a couple of beers or a couple of wines uh, on, on, on a weekend or Friday evening or whatever it is or if we're going out for dinner uh, and again if I just want something a bit more of a kick I can just have a, a whiskey on the rocks or a tequila on ice you know it's, it's just yeah let's keep it more simple it's like a it have to be yeah you don't have to have a selection of drinks at home like you're at the bloody cocktail bar. It doesn't have to be like that. Eh? <laughs> it's sort of slowly built into that habit. I think there's a bit of boredom rolls in there as well sometimes, that drinking drinking um, culture up here in Headland. So, yeah, hopefully they can, I can clean that up. And I've even got some a bit of a plan to possibly maybe thinking of how uncommittal is that uh, start of that sentence. I'm, I'm thinking of... Maybe doing every second month off the piss this year, but not religiously. So this whole January is just not a drop of alcohol all month and then say I can drink casually as I want through February and then say March rolls around off the piss again, but say we go out for dinner, I can have a beer. Say I go to a barbecue, have a few beers, whatever it is, or... On a weekend, you're just bored and Saturday night, you feel like, oh, you know, I want to drink, have a drink, but mostly be off the piss. So it would be off, not drinking during the week at all, not drinking just because it's the afternoon and it's, you know, <laughs> and it's Port Hedland. Um, so just more of a drink on an occasion type month. So you'd maybe drink two or three times for, for the whole month. So I want to see how that that idea pans out for me for the rest of the year because, I mean, you save shitloads of money too. I drink expensive beers. I drink like little creatures beers and, and we drink Zythos and shit. The little creatures are like 60 bucks a carton. The Zythos are about 70, more than 70 for a carton. Me and the missus drink them between us and then sometimes I have a carton of alcoholic ginger beer in there. That's like $90 for a bottle of that and it's 100 bucks for a bottle of tequila. That sits in there. I sip away on it. 70 bucks for a bottle of whiskey. Wine. We're drinking too much wine. They're, you know, if you get the cheap ones on special, it's, it's you know, 10 bucks a bottle going through a shitload of those in a week. It was just too much all adding up. And um, when I'm trying to save my little ass off this this year, it just sort of was the, the obvious thing to cut out. It's really, there's really not many negatives to, to not drinking. So, Anyway, I, I am definitely looking forward to having a tequila at the end of this month and then um, easing that off f- through February. And like I said, hopefully I've, I've kept some good habits moving forward. Definitely don't want to 
definitely going to have a tighter expenditure limit on the on the alcohol next month as as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. There's a, there's that, and I'm even going to not going to drink on Australia Day this this Wednesday. So Wednesday is Australia Day. Uh, today is the hottest 100. I've voiced my disappointment and opinion on that set up um, several times over the last few years since they divorced the two events from each other for fucking political reasons uh, but i won't go there again um so i have been listening to the hottest 100 today just a little bit while i'm kicking around the house and i'll i'll admit that i have enjoyed the music so far i've kind of um, speaking of divorces i've sort of divorced uh triple j over the last few years, as as regular listen, listeners would know as well, and just sort of yeah, and I I don't feel like I'm part of the demographic they're aiming at anymore. But and the young douchebaggy announcers really just annoy me, and their super obvious left wing agenda because fucking really gets under my skin, especially since they're a government funded radio station that's supposed to be neutral. Um, <clears throat> there's zero neutrality going on over there whatsoever. So I kind of have divorced that whole fucking, um, uh, that old radio station, that whole set up there. But I do respect the, uh, some of the stuff they do, the unearthed artists, or that, that whole unearthed website. I've used it in the past for my, you know, when I was making hip hop tracks. I really like what they do there, giving people a chance to put their music direct out to to the Australian people and, and, and build their own careers without having to, you know, go through a um, through a record label. That's awesome. Um, yeah, over the year, I mean, I've got a long, long history relationship with them, so I do have a soft spot for the old Triple J in my in my heart still. But it's it just disappoints me to listen to it these days. But I have been enjoying the music today, so I will admit that, and I'll listen to the rest of it once I get off this. Um, once I wrap this podcast up as well. So. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing I was going to mention on this. I've set myself a, a, some homework for the week that um, I'm going to chase up some Triple J Unearthed bands some find some music that I like. And instead of using just random songs, a snippet of it for the intro, which I'm still not even sure if that's legal or not, if one day um, and things go to plan and the podcast really gets a bit of steam behind it, people start listening to it, I might, you know, they might... Kick all me, kick all, all me off fucking all the Spotify and Apple Podcasts because of the uh, breach of of um, um, what's it called copyright breach or something along those lines. I have to go back and edit all the beginnings out. Who knows? Uh, I'm not sure what. The, I try and keep it under a minute because I I did read once upon a time that there was a loophole there. You can play like under a minute of, of audio. Sometimes it is longer than a minute though. Not sure of the legalities there. Just an average bloke. I'm a bloody idiot, so who would know? But um, yeah, the idea, I'm rambling. The idea was that going to get hold of some of these unearthed bands that I and find some dudes whose music I really dig, get hold of them on their socials or whatever and ask if they would be cool for me to use their music as the intro for, for the episodes and just play out the whole song. So... I'm using un, you know, unsigned, unearthed artists and then helping support them and give them a little bit more exposure and um, I feel like that's a better way to do it and it's also would be a great way, a great thing to attach to the YouTube videos as well instead of using the generic music that they use on YouTube like just those computer generated songs I can't really I don't really like those I'm not into that or you think you have to pay quite a bit of money to, to get copyright to use 
actual, um, you know, actual bands music that's that's you know signed bands that are under contract and shit like that you know you have to pay a fair bit of money to get that music on your uh, youtube video so another way to, to to navigate that would be to use unearthed bands if they would be happy to have their music featured you can even have the name of the artist and shit listed down the bottom of the screen while it's playing so again more exposure for australian music that's something that i'm really going to look at implementing this year and speaking of the YouTube channel, you go there right now, there's a few videos of me ranting about COVID on there at the moment. There's a few of the podcasts that have been uploaded on there. It's been fairly inconsistent. The reason that channel has suffered so far is, well, three reasons really. I've been focusing more on, on the podcast and the branding and getting the podcast moving more consistently. Uh, I work fucking 50 hours a week, so I do have limited time. I've got two young kids and, you know, and... Um, all the things that go on in life that you have to you have to do as well, and but really, um, my old 2014, I think it is, or 16, I think it's 2014 year old MacBook Pro with eight gigabytes of RAM just won't, won't upload videos. It's super slow. So I got the GoPro nine or eight or nine, whatever, and it's 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 useless to me because I can't upload uh, videos. So I've ordered a new computer. Second-hand computer, it's 2019 MacBook um, Pro with like 32 gig of RAM. It's got the big screen on it and fucking 500 gigabytes of storage or whatever it is, um, which I'm a bit scared about because I ordered it, I bought, paid for it like two weeks ago and the seller hasn't even shipped it yet and because it's not the past the date of delivery, I can't launch an actual complaint through eBay and the dude's not answering emails on there so I'm really hoping I haven't been ripped off and have to go chase my money back through eBay and then go buy another computer and wait another two weeks for it to rock up. So I'm in a bit of a shit spot at the moment. Computer's got a cracked um, uh, uh, camera on it. Uh, It's too slow to upload videos. I'm in the middle of waiting for a computer I just paid three and a half grand for to rock up. I'm not sure if it's even rocking up. Um, so that's all a shit situation, but the point of that story was that I really don't, I can only load up, uh, vid- upload videos off my, um, videos off my phone at the moment. So it's not the best for the YouTube channel. You know, I want to be filming the, the podcasts. I've got a great idea for an intro for it. Um, I want to be filming camping trips we go out on, get some footage from that to build up that side of the, the YouTube channel as well. Cause that YouTube channel is going to be sort of more about, camping and adventures and going out it'll have podcasts on there as well it'll have some spoken word little fucking shit from me like the stuff you get on instagram also it'll all be kind of tied in together but i really need to fuel it by those those cool outdoor adventures and shit like that um and some good you know edited videos and i just don't have the capability to do that right now so that's not um up and running yet but that is the plan for the year to, to build more skills in the editing and putting videos together and actually get some decent content up on on board there so it starts with that computer and once that is in my greasy little mitts. I can start working on that side of the the whole project. Bloody build and go from there. Um, and yeah, and you know, with that, there's some, be some more Zoom podcasts because it's really shit with lag and everything on the, the the laptop I've got at the moment. Hopefully, I can get better sound and, and less lag with, with Zoom podcasts. Um, and then obviously, um, yeah, as I said, more content. Uh, as I get a little bit better with that, I, can, I may even be able to look at opening up a, a Patreon uh, account and, and then you know asking people if they if they if they like the content if they're willing to sponsor it and put a bit of money towards it each month. Like um, I've been, I sponsor a few people on Patreon and I think it's a great way of doing things. But I'm not yet 
at the stage or I feel like I'm bringing enough value through my content to ask people to, to give anything back. So once I get the YouTube up and running, I feel like then, and I'm consistent with it, then that's the time in, in that's the, a time I could really look at, at, at bringing that online. But we're a little bit away from that at the moment, six months away from that or so. Um, yeah, look, I'm probably all caught up for now. Um, I reckon. Um, what, what have we got upcoming events? I do, we do have a big fight on tomorrow. The heavyweights are fighting in the UFC, Nganu versus Gane. So the big, uh, the big heavyweights are fighting. They used to train together. They're two big, you know, crazy um, black athletes. One of them's an African dude. Otherwise, uh, I think he's, I think he's French. They both train together in France. I'm not sure if Gane is French or if he's originally from Africa as well. I know Nganu is definitely from Africa, from Cameroon. Then he went to France and started his MMA career there. Um, but that's going to be an absolute banger, man. You've got super skillful Ghana who moves like a middleweight and can piece people up. He's, he's undefeated in the in the octagon. Um, he's been looking really, really good. And then you've got Nganu, who's just an absolute powerhouse and put anybody to sleep if he touches them. Uh, I'm not sure if his head's really in the game. He's got all sorts of things going on now. He's the champion, distractions. He's in uh, contract disputes with the UFC. You know, he's kind of, um, yeah, he seems a little bit like he may be looking at too many different things at once rather than just focusing on the on the fight. Uh, and and, and Garnet is definitely 100% focused just on the fight. So that's a positive there for Garnet. I actually think Garnet is going to take it out, but I'm skeptical to to call it because if if Francis and Garnu touches you, you 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 know you go to sleep it only takes one one mistake and he puts you away so there's yeah it's going to be a good fight it's going to be bloody interesting to see um either way it's going to be a banger i hope it's not over real quick quick I'd like to see a good three rounds at least you know before um anyone gets put away which is asking a lot with heavyweights especially big powerful guys like that, these two and then there's the opposite end of the scale is the um, flyweights. You got the two small, the smallest, the biggest division and the smallest division fighting uh, for titles on the same card. You got Marino versus Figgy. That's the trilogy fight. So they fought. Um, they fought one time, and I think it came to a draw. Figgy was the champion at the time, and then they rematched, and Marino beat him. I think he submitted him, put him away anyway. And dominated him and put him away And he got the belt And then now this is the first t- um, belt title defence And so, and it's a it's a, a trilogy So um, these guys are very evenly matched Should be a great fight They love the way the little guys move They figure he's really powerful uh, He's a Brazilian cat Marino is just super durable Really good boxing skills and footwork He's a Mexican cat They just never slow down The footwork's amazing Speed's amazing The gas tank's awesome It's going to be a great fight A good trilogy fight between those two guys I'm not even sure what the rest of the card holds Oh, I think Jack Della's fighting The Aussie I think the Aussie's on the the uh, on the prelims So so definitely don't want to miss that one um, that's Sunday. I'm going to be going to be um, tuning in and watching that for sure on my Sunday um, without a beer, which is fine. Look, man, that's I can't quite read the time properly because, as I said, I've got a crack screen on the laptop. I think it's about 36 minutes if I'm reading that correctly, which is enough for a one-on-one podcast. I've got some more zoomies coming up. Um, guests, if once I get the new um, uh, if <laughs> once and if I get the new laptop through and set up. I'm uh, still chasing Big Robbie to come and have a chat about some shit. So Robbie, he'll be listening to this one, mate. We got to tee it up. 
um, getting some more guests happening for the new year. Uh, yeah, man, appreciate your time, appreciate everybody's help. And if, as I as I ask every week, if you if you like the podcast, if you like the content, please follow on Instagram, um, subscribe on the YouTube channel. Um, and want yeah, I just really need to start building those numbers up, man. Um, I may have something exciting happening in February. I'm not gonna throw it out there beforehand. I'll just spring it on you if it if it ends up lining up um but yeah something down in perth i might have that's pretty cool so i'll let you guys know if that comes up it comes along anyway i'm going to get out of here thanks for listening thanks for your time appreciate it all um episode number 114 prisoner of bloody society yes we are don't get me started again i'm going to get out of here before i start ranting all right take it easy guys peace out